today we're talking about driven by purpose. Can anybody say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm even doing sometimes. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, well, I'll just wake up and just do what I do, and I go to work, and it's just the same old, same old. So I'm just going to, we're going to get into the Word of God and just see what He's got to say a little bit about that. But, you know, I was thinking like, okay, what is my purpose? What do I get up? I get up, I go to work. You know, I work at Hobby Lobby, so I'll play with a bunch of glitter, and my God, the one thing, I thought gnats and were annoying when you go camping. If you've ever been around glitter, that stuff sticks to you like glue, and it's just not any fun at all. So I was thinking, okay, well, I just get up and go to work and come home, eat meals with my beautiful wife. And let me pause right there, my beautiful wife. I've been married for three months, and it's been absolutely awesome. So. Um, got to brag on her for a moment. Um, she keeps me in line, and I'm all over the place, and sometimes she's got to, like, just sit me down and say, take a deep breath. Let's, let's focus in on what God's got us doing. So, you know, I was sitting there, and I was like, man, I come home, I do this, and I do that. What is my purpose? What am I really doing? What am I thriving for? So I was like, okay, God. So I started thinking about, okay. I always like to think of stuff I like to do or stuff that I'm interested in and how the Bible can pull that out and I can apply it to my life. Well, I was thinking about football. Anybody like football? Oh, that was weak. You're in the South. I said, anybody like football? Okay. We're not going to say the other one, but we're going to get a big war eagle. Ready? War eagle! That was weak. Let's try that again. I need full participation. No? Not, not anywhere? No? Well, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it last year in the national championship. Who played the national championship last year? Alabama versus Clemson. What is their purpose when they start training camp? What's their big purpose? What do they want to get to? National championship. Of course. Now, did it turn out the way probably 90% of us in this room wanted it to? No. Did it turn out the way I wanted it to? Absolutely. So, with that being said, I had to get that off my chest. War Eagle, I still love you people. Grace is for everyone. That's all I got to tell you. Grace is for everyone. But also, I was thinking about people that actually do this for a living, like the professional teams, like a Tom Brady who's won, like, I think six or seven Super Bowls now, or like the Cubs when they won the World Series and they broke a 108 losing or 108 year streak. Man, 108 years. I don't want to live that long. I want to go be with Jesus. Like, 100 years, I'm good. I'm maxed out. Like, that's all I need. You know what I'm saying? 108 years, that's insane. Or, you know, me and my brother-in-laws, we love to watch a couple basketball teams. I love the Warriors. Go Curry. Sorry, Levi, but I love them. But, it, it, man, they get up every day and they train. They put in the time. They put in the effort. That's what they strive for. That's what they drive for. That's what their purpose is. So today I want you to just think about it. I want to discover what our purpose is. So in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 and 25, simply says this. I can't see that far. Don't you realize that everyone runs the race, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. Run to win. Have you ever thought about, man, you know, Jesus, he, he created everything. He don't necessarily have to. Dude, he just told you, 
go win. Go win. Like, run it, win it. Like, if you're going to put the time in for it, win it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have that purpose in your heart, okay, let's change it up a little bit. Maybe it's not sports. Maybe it's a teacher. Man, I just want to see this one student just be able to do math. Some of us do math, and we just take it for granted. Or maybe it's you're a lawyer, and and you've seen a situation, and it was unfair, and you're like, man, I just want to help them in the situation. Or Dr. Dean, he sees people all day that are just sick, and he just wants to see them smile again. I've walked in there before and be like, sir, my tummy's not feeling good. I need you to help me. So if that gives him life, and that's his purpose, man, so when he gets up every day and he runs that race, man, that's so beautiful because that's what he's designed to do. That's what God's created for. So, Lord, I I thank you for everything you do for my family personally. But also, it also says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. Wait a minute. What are you saying? I say that he gets up and he helps people every day. Or maybe it's a teacher that helps a student just learn two plus two equals four. Maybe it's something that little, but it gives you enough life and it's your purpose to help them. But it also gives you the opportunity to show them that, hey, I'm a winner. Hey, I'm a champion. I'm doing what God's designed me to. But it also, it goes on to say, all these other athletes and these, let's go back to the football for a second. Let's go back to the professional baseball. They do it for that one game, that one moment, that one trophy. Do you know where the trophies are today? Could you tell me where any of them are? Exactly, right now. You can't. But the thing is, I can tell you where your eternal prize is. I can tell you where Jesus has got your eternal value. You know, we we say we're going to store up treasures. So, think about it. I love it. I love sports. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on sports. I just love to talk about the way God's got it designed for us. Man, I don't want to chase a prize that's going to fade. I don't want to be over there and be like, hey, you know what? I got my trophy. I love CrossFit. You know, I'd love to be able to say I'm the fittest man on earth, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, when I take my last breath, I'm not going to get to take that medal that says, man, I'm the fittest man on earth, 2017. But what I will do is I wake up, and I'll see Jesus face to face, and he'll look at me and say, good and faithful servant, and then I get my prize. I'm going to put my crown on, and I'm going to strut my stuff down them gold roads, bro, and I'm super excited about this stuff. So I'm just giving you just a little bit to just thrive on. So my point, my question is... Are you training for the run? Are you training for it? Everybody's got one. Everybody's looks different. You know, I don't think that you go to Hobby Lobby. If there is someone else that works at Hobby Lobby, I'd love to talk to you after service because you know my struggles. But when you wake up, you're not going to go to Hobby Lobby and play with glitter. I will because that's what I do because I enjoy to eat. So does my beautiful wife. But you might wake up and you're an electrician, you're a teacher, you're a carpenter, you're a student. Okay, props to all my students for sitting up front. I love you guys. So, with that being said, 
What does your race look like? What are, you, are you even training for it? Man, sometimes we get so caught up in just everyday life, and I'll just go here, and I'll do that, and I'll take care of work, and it'll be good, and that's the way it should be. Or are you waking up and be like, okay, God, this is my run. I'm going to run it out with all I've got, and I'm going to get that prize, and I'm going to run this thing to win this thing. Man, I'm telling you what, when Satan thought he had Jesus and he was in the tomb, he didn't know three days later that joker was going to wake up and be like, hey, baby, I got the prize. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Listen, I'm telling you, that makes me just want to scream, but if I did, I'd bust your eardrums. So I want you to realize you have a race to run, and are you training for it? We're going to go to 1 Timothy 4.8. It says, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and the life to come. The life to come. So I saw this illustration, and I think Pastor Keith used it before. If I was to take a rope and run it around the world over and over and over and over again, and then at the very end of it had a little piece of tape about two inches long, three inches long. Well, we're living in that little four, two to four inches right now. And the rest of that rope is eternity. So my question to you is, I love it right here where it says, promising benefits. Promising benefits. He's promising you, hey, you can have eternal life. It won't fade. Your prizes, store them up. They will last for eternity. Show other people how to do this. Run your race well. Run it to win. Listen, my beautiful wife, she runs it very, very well. And she helps me stay on course sometimes when I want to veer to the right or veer to the left. But I can't do what she does. I can't do it. There's no way I could get up three and a half hours early and put makeup on and look all pretty. I love being able to jump out of the bed, comb my hair, and then go to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that extra 45 minutes of work. Sleep, I'm sorry. 45 minutes of work, that's another sermon. So, but what I want you to look at right here where he's telling us, I just want you to know that this is Paul speaking in all this right here. Man, the benefits are promising. They're so good. They're so, so good. So I was wondering, I'm simply going to ask you, what are you training for? What are you training for? Or are you training at all? Like I said earlier, are you just getting up and going to work? Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Paul? How you doing, sir? Good. Nice to see you. Julie, pleasure, always. Here's your cup of coffee, sir. Clock in, do your stuff, and go home. Are you getting up and knowing that you have purpose when you walk into your job site that you can be the light of Christ, that you can be the joy of Christ, that the promises that you have will be fulfilled because God doesn't give you a promise that doesn't happen? You know what I'm saying? And you have a prize to run for. You, sometimes you're like, man, I, just, I wish I could just see my prize. Have you ever seen, let me tell you this, I love to see a student get absolutely wrecked and come up to us crying and just pour it all out there. 
you can see them take a deep breath and they just grasp and they feel so relieved. Why? God didn't judge them. I'm not perfect either. Because they still have purpose no matter what they've done. And sometimes you just got to help them get back on the road. And sometimes they just, they forgot what it's like. Man, that's where I thrive. I love it. I love to see students come and just be like, you know what? Jesus, He does have something for me. He has promises. He has benefits. He's not just someone up there that's dictating and says, hey, you got to do this and this and this, and then I'll give you this. No, no. He promised you that. And you can have eternal life. So, I was curious what the word training meant, because I do CrossFit, like I said a minute ago, a lot, a lot. My wife tells me that I CrossFit a lot. I do enjoy it. It's like, that's my, that's my hobby. It is my, it's my real hobby. So, and everybody needs a hobby. So, the meaning of training is simply the action of teaching a person a skill or behavior. Can I ask you a question? When someone comes to your job and is brand new, are you just going to give them something that needs to happen by the end of the week, or are you going to let them walk side by side with you and you can train them so at the end of the week y'all both can present this to your boss and it be done correctly? Or are you just going to give them out there and be like, here you go, do it? No, you're not going to do that. You're going to show them, hey, this is what you need to do when this situation comes up. And that's just what you do when we, when, we, when we work out at CrossFit and we train. I mean, just the little bit of a half an inch, if your foot moves to the right or the left, you're going to hit that lift or not. You're going to be able to move 120 pounds compared to 85 pounds. And you're sitting there going, what do you mean? I, what, I, what, I, what I want you to know is the littlest things that you do benefit the others around you will benefit the others around you. So yeah, when you walk into work and you are just like, oh my God, another day. I'm telling you, sometimes I have to check myself before I walk into the wonderful land of Hobby Lobby and play with glitter again. It's like, you know what? I have purpose in here. I have coworkers that are lost and I will meet customers that are lost. I don't necessarily have to say something to them. If God puts it on my heart, walk up to them, rattle their world. Sometimes they just need a smile. It's the littlest things. Sometimes they need to smile. Why? Because training is teaching your body behaviors to represent Christ. Behaviors to represent Christ. Sometimes we get so caught up in all that. I, I'm just, I know I'm talking the same thing over and over again, but I really want you to get this. Tomorrow morning when you wake up or even when you walk out of the auditorium this morning, those benefits, those promises, they're there. They're there for you. So, I'm going to go on to the next point. I could talk to you about this all day. So, um, I got to ask you this. So, in CrossFit, when we're training, you can take all these different variations of movements from like pull-ups to ring muscle-ups to, I'm talking so foreign land to you people, you probably don't even know. If there's any CrossFitters, I know Grace Brown CrossFits. She's phenomenal. She's wearing it out. But what we do is we train for the unknown. We train for the unknown because you do, you run a mile and you come in and do 50 sit-ups and then you'll do a pull-up, 50 pull-ups and then do something else. You don't know how your body's going to react. 
So when you go to these competitions or if you get to go to the games or anything like that, I mean, this is a real sport, guys. Like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up after church. And people get paid to do this, which I think is so cool. But you get, you train your body for all these different variations so you can handle it. So when someone gives you a test, you can pass it. So my question to you is, when you're running that race and you're looking at all these different things, are you training for the unseen? Are you training for the unseen? The unseen is not the unknown to God. And sometimes we get so caught up and we just are like, no, I ain't going to do this. I can't do this. I I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know. Have you ever had a situation where maybe a loved one comes up to you and be like, hey, um, sissy just had a car wreck, and they're an unbeliever, and you are, and now you got to explain this to them? Or maybe you get together at your, your small group, and you're involved, and someone simply says, hey, I lost my job, and they're, they're a newcomer, and they're just getting involved, and now you got to help them through this. See, the beautiful thing about this is, When you train in God's Word, when you train in the things that He has for you, when you train in the purpose that He gives you, you don't have to worry about the unknown because He already knows it. He knows your end from your beginning and your beginning from your end. You don't have to sit there and struggle that. You don't have to go to bed and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so worried about this. You're sitting in a church that loves you. You're sitting in a church that wants to see you thrive. We want to give you purpose. We want to help you find your purpose. It's not just, oh my gosh, I'm on my own and I just go to church on Sundays. No, 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 no. We're a church that lives Sunday to Sunday. Every day matters. Every life matters. You're not just a number. You're not just sitting in a chair. The unknown is not the unknown to God. So, in CrossFit, you know, you're sitting there and you're doing all that. I love it because when I fail, I simply go back to training. I simply go back to what did I do wrong? How can I fix it this time? And God's the same way. He's not like, well, you messed up. You're done. You go sit on the sidelines. I don't want you. I don't need you. No, 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 no. He's like, okay, let's work this out a little bit. Let's get in the Word. Let's see what you can do differently. How could you have represented me better today? Well, let's do that tomorrow. Can I get an amen? Thank you. Just want to make sure you're awake. I promise you. I'm not long-winded. I will get you to your lunch table some way, some point, because I got pepperoni pizza waiting for me after service. So, I'm going to go back to 1 Corinthians 9.26. Through 27. 26 says this, so I run with purpose in every step, and I'm not just shadow boxing. Shadow boxing, I read this, me and Sam were digging it up, and we're looking at it. Shadow boxing just simply means that you're just like, you're fighting yourself. It's like turning around, and you're seeing your shadow on the ground, and you're just fighting that shadow. But I love at the beginning of it, it says, so I run with purpose in every step. Every step you take in the run that God has placed you in matters. Every little thing matters. Every time that you get an opportunity to train in the Word of God matters. Every time that you're like, well, I could spend five minutes in the Word 
and read me a few Proverbs and hit the road, or I could not. I promise you, throughout that day, Satan's going to try to throw something at you, and you'll be able to remember what you read that morning in Proverbs and be like, oh, yeah, well, God says this, dude. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know what I'm saying? I love looking at him in the face like he's a little two-year-old. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm going to go this way now because I'm not supposed to go over there. God's fun, guys. He really is. You know what I'm saying? I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that I would preach to others and I myself might be disqualified. Do your fears push you or do they pull you? And we talked about the unknown a minute ago. We've talked about your race, your run, the purpose, every step you take. Do your fears push you or pull you? When I read this verse, I was thinking, man, fear, fear. So every time I hear the word fear, I'm just like, oh, yeah, someone's scared of something. Well, I was sitting with Sam. I said, hey, what do you think this means? And she said, no, 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 no. This fear is to push you, to drive you, to want to give you that opportunity. It wants to make you get up out of your seat and be like, I got this, God. I'm going to do this. I'm going to run because you set this in front of me, and I can do this because I train with you every day. I'm not worried about the unknown. I'm not. Man, every time I get up in the morning, I get the purpose to put a smile on my face to change someone else. Whether I give them a prescription because their stomach's hurting, or I help them deck a Chris, or I help them decorate a Christmas tree at Hobby Lobby, everybody's got a purpose. Maybe you put a light switch in for an old lady, and you had to move it two foot. Well, that two foot coming out of the chair was a big deal to her. Everything matters. So I, I simply want to ask you this: Is your fears pushing you? Are they? Sometimes we're just like, nope. That's not me. That's not what I'm supposed to be doing right now at all. Or you're like, you know what, God? I'm not going to walk in fear because you told me not to. So I'm going to I'm gonna put a little, I know Pastor Rick preached in the service before, and he was talking about the fire of God, and I was just thinking about it. Man, if you put the fire of God and then put the fear behind you, there ain't no telling what you could do on top of Jesus in front of you, man. Man, you want to talk about just striving? You want to talk about purpose? Man, I love it. So are your fears pushing you? Are they pulling you? If they're pulling you, let me tell you, all you got to do is turn around and just unhook it. I'll give you one better than that. I say, in the name of Jesus, this will not hold me no more. I don't care what it is. Whether you're worried about walking into work tomorrow and getting fired, whether you're worried about your spouse maybe leaving you, maybe you're worried about your kids because they're still on the streets, and you have purpose, and you can help other people find their purpose. So I got one more scripture, and I want to ask you one more thing. I really just want you to really ponder on what God has placed in front of you today. I want you to run to win. I want you to take every step with purpose. I don't want you to fear the unknown. Discipline your body. So Philippians 4, 9, keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me and everything you heard from me and saw me do. Then the Lord of peace will be with you.
it simply comes down to this. Your purpose is worth the cost. Your purpose is worth the cost. Can I tell you, when Tom Brady gets up every morning, I'm pretty sure the first thing he thinks about is, how can I, re- how can I release the football faster? How can I make sure that my three-step back drop to throw is a lot quicker? How can I miss the next tackle? How can I get faster? How can I get stronger? Stephen Curry, how much longer can I hit a three? I mean, if that dude goes any further back, it's going to be half court. It takes effort. You have to train day in and day out, and you have to make sure that your body has those discipline and those behaviors so when the task is put in front of you, you can handle it. And can I, can I tell you this, too? I just thought about this. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that. When you can't, anyone in this room and the two services before you will help you out. Because you're not walking this out alone. Your purpose is worth the cost. Young people, guys that I hang out with, the purpose, your purpose, you might not know it yet, but it's worth it. You're going to find it. So when you're sitting there at home and you're like, I don't know about this, keep fighting. Who cares what Satan throws at you next? Move on. Okay, God, this is what he did. What do you say about it? See, he only can do, and he's telling you how to handle it because he's got authority in your life. Your purpose is worth the cost. It is so worth the cost. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray for us, and you're going to be dismissed. Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity. Lord, I thank you that in the training and in the trenches, every day with you gives us purpose. Every step we take, you have ordained to us. Lord, I pray right now that as the people walk out of this room, Lord, out of this auditorium, they walk out of here differently. Lord, when the next thing, the next time Satan tries to corrupt their life, corrupt their situation, they'll remember that you're on their side. And it doesn't matter about the unknown because you know the beginning from the end. Jesus, we thank you for what you did on that cross. Jesus, we thank you. We know that grace is free, but it came with a cost, and you did that. Jesus, you gave us the opportunity to be free. So I pray right now, Lord, that you just set this in their hearts. Lord, that this seed is planted. Lord, that they would water it, and they would not be scared. Lord, that their fears would push them forward. And they have a prize. They have an eternal prize to to run after. So, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing with us, and we thank you for the things that you're going to do with us. Lord, we love you. And everybody said amen. You guys are just missed. Y'all have a great day. We love you. We love you. Y'all have a great Sunday. God bless you guys.